0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a bumper night of Premiership action. The sad passing of Walter Smith means it's bound to be an emotional night at Ibrooks for the visit of Aberdeen. Celtic are looking to keep their run going when they head to Hibs. Motherwell hosts St Mirren, St Johnston welcome Hearts. Dundee United travel to Libby and it's Dundee taking on Ross County. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio tonight is Simon Donnelly and from home this evening is Roger Hanna. Yeah, very sombre 24 hours for Scottish football, Gordon, with the sad passing of Walter Smith. Earlier today we saw James Tavernier, Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor lay a wreath at the John Gregg statues, Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister also, and we've witnessed Tom Boyd, Ian Bankier and Michael Nicholson do likewise on behalf of Celtic. Walter, as you know, a terrific manager, a special man, a much-loved husband, father, grandfather and friend to so many, and tonight... His memory will be honoured by 50,000 Rangers supporters, his own extended family really if you like, at an emotionally charged game at home to Aberdeen. Um, We all wish to pass on our own condolences to Walter's family, a very sad time and I know everyone inside Ibrox tonight will feel the same. Absolutely and I'm sure he would have loved nothing more than a bumper night of top flight action, particularly his beloved Rangers taking on Aberdeen but some great football across the league as well. We're also joined by Simon Donnelly. And Simon, you come at it from the other side as a man who had your heart broken, I'm sure, by Walter Smith many times. Um, but just the type of figure that's been uniting Scottish football over the last day or so. Yeah, 100%, Gordon. I think uh, a hugely sad 24 hours. Yeah, I found out about 10 o'clock yesterday morning. And I spent the day really just sitting in front of the telly watching all the tributes coming through. Uh, held in such high esteem by so many. Uh, I listened to some of the ex-Rangers players talking about it. Ali McCoy's was hugely emotional, but great words on the radio yesterday morning. But the guy just had a huge impact on everybody, you know, and I, I, I sat there and I was, I was almost questioning why I was so emotional about it because I was never really in his company. You know, I think most of my Celtic career was against the Walter Smith Rangers team. Uh, so you would pass in the, the stadiums, whether it was Ibrox or Celtic Park, maybe the odd function. But I was never really in his company. But when I thought about it, the impact... I mean, I, re- I remember as a kid, Aberdeen and Dundee United, their success in Europe. He was part of that with Dundee United. He moved to Rangers with Graham Souness. I signed for Celtic in 92, not long after. And as I say, put to the sword by that Rangers team, yeah. year after year. Uh, and then even when I, was at, when I was going down to Sheffield in 1999, the two teams were actually, that were showing interest, that were getting fed back to me, was Sheffield Wednesday and Everton. Is that right? So at the time, again, I'm sitting yesterday thinking about all that and just what if, you know, because looking at all the players and the effect that he had on these guys. I mean, I, I, I was privileged to work under the great Tommy Burns and I was just sitting there yesterday thinking, you know, what if, if I, I, I chose Everton at the time? It wasn't to be and I went to Sheffield. But just everything to do with the guy, you know, he's always been there in football as, as long as I can remember and... Uh, I think just touched everybody's hearts yesterday Absolutely And Roger Hanna The thing is I'm sure He would have been acutely aware Football goes on And it goes on in, in quite some style tonight Not only with that Rangers-Aberdeen game Which will I'm sure be an emotional evening um, But lots of other good fixtures To look forward to as well 
Yeah, and it's, it's interesting to hear Simon talk about his dilemma between Sheffield Wednesday and Everton because 12 months earlier, that was the same dilemma Walter had. He had verbally agreed to go and become Sheffield Wednesday manager. He was on his way south basically to sign the papers, got a call to say Everton had come in at the 11th hour, stopped at Carlisle, had a, a, a franken forthright conversation with his number two Archie Knox about, about where they should go, delayed the Sheffield Wednesday move, went and spoke to Everton and... Ended up up in four years as manager at Goodison down there in the English Premier League. So it's funny how these sliding doors moments happen in football. But you're right, Gordon. No one enjoyed his football more than Walter. And you know, no one would understand how, how football does go on. You'll see it at Ibrox tonight, through at Easter Road, at all the other games, at Fur Park, at Livingston, at Perth, at Dundee. Each a big game, each a meaningful game in their own right but it's only right that I think the focus of the Scottish game tonight will be at Ibrox Absolutely 01419511025 pick up that phone let us know what is on your mind I have no doubt it was one of the busiest nights I have ever seen on Clyde One Super Scoreboard last night and I am more than happy to give those of you who didn't get through the chance to pay your uh, respects your tributes your memories and stories to the late great Walter Smith so you can do that but of course tied in I think with the fact that we've got football on tonight so maybe you're going to Rangers Aberdeen maybe you're going to go and pay your respects before the game and then I'm sure uh, you Rangers fans will be hoping uh, you get the victory for Walter as well Uh, Celtic fans it's a huge task going to Easter Road always a very good fixture Hibs have caused one or two issues for Celtic in the capital in recent seasons so pick up that phone all the usual pre-match football questions 01419511025 01419511025 and before we even go any further uh, Motherwell and St Mirren fans there is a pitch inspection due at Fir Park which doesn't surprise me I'm extremely grumpy it took me an hour and 35 minutes to get here the weather has been horrific and we'll have to wait and see uh, if that one goes ahead let's go to Ibrooks and speak to Andrew McLean Andrew I've seen some video footage round about Ibrooks and it, it doesn't exactly look like a nice summer's evening there either yeah, well, the rain is coming down here, but you said it earlier on. It's said to be an emotional night here at Ibrox, no matter what the weather is. Not only those in attendance here tonight will be emotional, but it will be an emotional night for Rangers fans watching across the world and for Scottish football as a whole, because I'm standing here outside the stadium at the moment, just at the blue gates of the Copeland Road End Ibrox, where supporters have been arriving since about half ten yesterday morning to the laying down scarves, shirts, flags flowers, this gate and the one at the other end of the main stand completely covered. Uh, So many people not only Rangers fans as well who have come down to pay tribute to a man that transcended rivalry in this country and commanded so much respect. Lots of messages I can see at the moment as I'm looking, people thanking Walter Smith for the memories, calling him Mr Rangers, saying he'll never be forgotten at Ibrox. He certainly won't be and all the clubs tonight as well will be taking part in a minute's silence to reflect on not only the impact he had on football in this country, but just what a gentleman and what a character he was for our game as well. As Rogers touched on earlier, there was Leith's, uh, Reith, sorry, laid down just round the corner next to John Craig's statue as well. Stephen Gerrard putting down one of those. There was a message attached to that one to Walter Smith's family saying that he was a huge support to Stephen Gerrard and that he'll be sorely missed. Captain James Tavernier also laying down a wreath with two men that played under Walter Smith and Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor. Representatives from Celtic as well making an appearance too. Chairman Ian Bankier was here, accompanied by Michael Nicholson and Tom Boyd. And as you touched on, awful weather tonight 
night and you may even be able to hear that around me at the moment but that hasn't stopped people coming out to lay down their tributes and have a look a moment of silence a moment of reflection in honor in honor sorry of Walter Smith I spoke to one of those supporters David a short time ago who was here to pay his respects at the Blue Gates and he told me why it was so important for him to do so I think as a supporter of my age I'm 40 now when I grew up you know watching Rangers in the 90s watching the Walter Smith's great teams back then and it, it just for me he brought so many great memories to myself and my family you know growing up and uh, you know as Douglas Park said yesterday I think the word legends kind of thrown around quite frequently these days to us Walter Smith was more than a legend he was just absolutely encapsulated everything to do with the spirit of Rangers you know and uh, he's been sorely sorely missed you look at the number of tributes that are here tonight it, it just shows how many people he touched how many people he he impacted Absolutely, and, not, and again, not just at Rangers, you know, across the Scottish game. I think if you read the tributes online uh, yesterday, even today, uh, you see the number of tributes coming in from all across the, the, the supporters from all Scottish clubs. And obviously not forgetting the great job he did with the Scotland national team and bringing the country back together at a time when it was bad and needed, you know. So I think that was just uh, a great representation of his managerial skills, his knowledge of the game, but also his, um, his character as a person. I know there'll be so many, so many memories that will come to mind when you think of Walter Smith. Is there one in particular for you that stands out at all? So many. So many, it's hard to pick out just one. Um, I think just that night we managed to clinch the ninth title in a row at Tannadice, you know, just seeing the, what it meant. You know, not, for, not just for him, but see, seeing, the, seeing the reaction of the Rangers supporters and the, that, that really put him into football. Well, thank you very much, David. One of many people standing outside Ibrox at the moment paying tribute to Walter Smith of what will be a very emotional night. Ah, well said, David. Uh, that's just kicked us off in yeah, emotional fashion again. So thanks to David. Hopefully um, he enjoys the game this evening. It is 01419511025. We'll do a bit of both tonight. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of memories and stories about Walter Smith, but mixed in with the fact that we've got a full fixture card uh, so let's talk about what's happening on the pitch as well Let's quickly set the scene for you At Easter Road Celtic fans Because I want to hear from you on this game Alison Conroy is at Hibs against Celtic Yeah good evening from Easter Road Where of course there will be a, a silence Before kick-off as well here In Walter Smith's memory Ahead of kick-off Ange Postacoglu Though he is excited by his new selection dilemma Up front ahead of tonight's game against Hibs Just weeks ago He of course had no attacking options on the bench um, on Saturday he was able to bring on Leela Bada, Albina Yeti and Mikey Johnson with Georges Giacomakis of course scoring his first goal for the club in the win against St Johnson. Hibs they have Ryan Porteous back from suspension tonight as they look for a change in form after three straight defeats. Always an entertaining game between these sides here at Easter Road with both meetings last season ending in draws. I should have the team news around half past six. Go on then pick up the phone let us know what's on your mind on any of these fixtures. Understandably Rangers against Aberdeen and the emotion will feature uh, high on the agenda tonight I am sure but Celtic fans that is a big old game for you so come on pick your team let us know does Giacomacchus stay in the team does he drop out and Furuhashi leads the line what are all your, your thoughts ahead of that one let's go to Jamie who's somewhere between Motherwell and Ibrooks, I think and having made a similar journey Jamie I wish you all the best uh, what have you got for the panel tonight how you doing lads good thanks um, it was just a wee fun memory myself and Walter. Uh, I was had the pleasure of the director's box a couple of years back for the Michelin game, and I was sitting in front of him and his wife Ethel, and I tried to take a selfie, 
I just over my shoulder sort of thing and Ethel caught me so I put it down <laughs> and you get um, half time that you get a wee bit of food and stuff so I heard Ethel saying to him there's that boy there so I was like oh, no I'm going to get in trouble here he's came up to us and he's, he's, he's put his arm around me and he says right Ethel take the boy's phone do you want a picture son all you have to do is ask me <laughs> I felt really humble in that and he looked well then so he was like that was like two years ago but I've, I've seen him before then and he, he always seems to stop then he got his ways I always wanted to get his photo to stop to have a blur and that it was, it was just one of a kind You must cherish those memories Jamie Aye well that's what I'm saying I'm 38 so it's kind of my era going through all the good times going through and then obviously the, the, the bad times with Celtic getting the nine recently but it was all the fond memories that I had him it's, it's how it brought me into football he brought Gaza and stuff he's my, he's my idol I, I, I watched growing up as a boy so Everything about the Rangers is, is, is all to do with Walter mm-hmm. I mean, it's bound to have been an emotional I don't know, 30 hours or so for you, Jamie And I'd imagine you're expecting that to carry on at the game tonight You're on your way to the match Yeah, well, I was speaking to my partner And I said to her about it I said, it's going to be a Fernando Ritson There's grown men in that crying and that, like that and He was a legend alone I think it's going to be a bit different tonight I don't, I don't think it'll be a dry, a dry eye in the, in the place, to be honest And she says to me, you, "Will you cry?" And I says, "I'll probably will." And I, I, know, I know we don't cry that much, if you if you know what I mean. It's normally like funerals and stuff like that. But I think it'll be hard even looking around and seeing other people. You, I, don't, I don't think there'll be many people that will be able to hold it back. And there's no shame in that at all. Yeah, I mean, Roger, this is going to be one of those nights that where, in in one sense, football. Is put into perspective You know that the actual match Isn't important But but then it kind of is Because the reason Walter Smith is held In such high esteem uh, From Jamie and, and fans like him Is because he was very good At winning football matches And um, it might be a bit of a cliche But that's the best way For uh, Rangers to honour him Tonight I'm sure Yes of course it is And Stephen Gerrard Touched on that yesterday In a very emotional video That the club put out But I listened to the show Last night with you With Daz With Kenny Miller And you know each of them had a story about Walter. So many of the callers had a story about Walter. There was a there was a caller in tears, reminiscing, you know, just about some of the memories that Walter Smith had given him as a Rangers fan. Jamie talks about his own personal memory of Walter tonight, and you know that that was the the overriding thing for me yesterday was that it didn't matter whether it was Rangers fans on the phone, Rangers fans outside Ibrox, or whether it was Sir Alec Ferguson or Pep Guardiola, everyone was touched by the sad passing of Walter Smith yesterday. It just seemed to transcend all of sport yesterday. And I think tonight will be a very, very emotionally charged occasion. I I remember Walter's last match at Ibrox as as Rangers manager in the pouring rain, a victory. It set him up, put him one win away from the title in 2011. He walked around... That lap of honour, as if as if it wasn't raining. Some of the pictures are in the newspapers today again. Gordon, there's something fitting in the weather tonight, and there's something fitting in the fact that it's Aberdeen at Ibrox tonight. Because I take you back to 1991, four games into his career as Rangers manager, Aberdeen were the visitors. Rangers needed a win to clinch the title. Mark Hately scored twice. That was the afternoon that Walter Smith arrived as Rangers manager. And tonight, 50,000 people will remember all the good times of Walter Smith as Rangers manager. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Jamie, do you know what? That was a brilliant story. A great story to kick us off. So enjoy the game tonight. 
I know worries lads Good man That was Jamie From Motherwell On his way to Ibrooks In the pouring rain As Roger Hanna rightly says Scott Is in Shawlands How are you feeling tonight Scott? Yeah um, Just obviously uh, Sad about what happened To Walter yesterday um, Just a, bit, a big shock To be honest um, And just was No First time caller I've never phoned before um, Just wanted to phone And Share a story It was a, a lasting memory for me as a wee boy. Go for it. Um, so when I when I was wee, my dad was actually fitting the carpets inside Ibrooks. Right. Um, and so it was me, and my brother. Um, I think I was probably about seven or eight at the time. Um, just kids running about daft. Um, I remember I'm fitting the carpets in the trophy room. Uh, to this day, I still remember been outside. Walter Smith's office when he when he walked out, um, and I had a wee a wee pad and pencil case from school, um, and he, him and Ali McCoy took me into the canteen where all the Rangers players were sitting, and passed my passed my book around the whole team to get it all signed, um, and it was just last night I think Hugh was talking about an aura I had, yeah, and it's just a, a moment even though I was a wee boy that I just will never forget, and to this day. Him and Alan McCoy's to me mm-hmm. are Rangers, you know. They're, they're the two two ones that I've always loved the club about. And I, it was a, the reason I fell in love with Rangers as a wee boy. And I'll tell you what, Scott, how cool was your dad on that afternoon? Seriously, I bet he went up in your estimations, hooking you up with that type of connection. No, no really, because he left us in the car at first and somebody else that came out to get us. Oh well, we had, to, we had to ruin the story somewhat. It was it was going so well up until then, um, but yeah, like honestly, Scott, and I bet you have cherished that um, forever. You're, you're recalling it like it was yesterday. Yep, absolutely. I still remember everything about it. Yeah. What about tonight then, Scott? I mean, it does promise to be an emotional um, occasion. Have you been able to think about the football game itself, or is that all kind of in the in the background at the moment? Uh, I'm I'm now the game's on tonight, but no, after that, after all, all yesterday. And, Today, because um, I stay in here by it, Sean, you know, I've, I've been I'm driving past a couple of times, seeing if it's out, um, then that's kind of in our minds. I'm just, I'm just thinking that tonight there will be a big performance from everyone. I'm really hoping we get a real good result. Yeah, I mean, Roger, like we said, it's perspective, a dose of perspective, clearly. Um, but for Stephen Gerrard, for those players, they're an hour and what twenty odd minutes away from kick off. It's it's time to do a job, isn't it? Yeah, without doubt, and I see you know, the manager touched upon it in his, his message yesterday, there is no better way for the Rangers team to honour the memory of Walter Smith than go out, entertain, win the game and get the three points that would keep them at the top of the of the Premiership tonight. That is what Walter Smith would have wanted, a, a performance like that. I think, um, you know, you saw the, the pictures at the training ground yesterday of not just the first team, all the youth teams, all the coaches, all the members of staff out for a minute's silence in Walter's memory. This will have touched everyone at the football club. Um, and I think everyone at the football club will tonight be getting ready to put on a performance. And I saw Aberdeen actually on Saturday for Super Scoreboards, you know, when they beat Hibs, I thought they played well. But tonight, I think they will be up against it because I think this Rangers team will be charged up tonight. Yep. 
Big fixture card tonight Lots of focus on Rangers Aberdeen But if you've got thoughts on any of the other games as well Now you can share them 01419511025 uh, We do have that pitch inspection at Fir Park We'll keep you up to speed on that And we'll take more of your calls next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here building up to a huge night of Premiership action Rangers against Aberdeen, a big football match at the best of times But with the added emotion of the sad passing of Walter Smith Hibs against Celtic again, a huge fixture at the best of times Particularly Celtic now on a bit of a good run, Hibs on a bit of a shaky run How will that one pan out? Dundee Ross County, the bottom two sides meeting A bit early to call it a relegation six-pointer But it's certainly a huge game, Livy Dundee United St Johnson Hearts Motherwell St Mirren Is the subject to a pitch inspection That's about to take place uh, Motherwell Chief Exec Alan Burrows Has put a video on his Twitter feed And it looks wild And already the roads you know, Are difficult as well for fans travelling uh, But it looks wild at Fir Park And uh, I think maybe Maybe a fight to get that one on But we'll wait and see um, Let's Where are we? We're a bit ahead of team news We'll get that very soon I suspect so Stevie's a Celtic fan uh, on the line Have you got a, a Walter Smith story From a, across the divide Stevie? Yes I have I actually met Walter Smith In Glasgow City Centre one day Right Couldn't believe it I'm walking down Bacani Street And I thought to myself That looks like Walter Smith And he was with his wife And I actually walked up And I said Oh Good afternoon Walter And he actually turned round Didn't know the man for Adam And he went Good afternoon How are you? I said I'm very well Walter I said But I need to be honest with you I'm not on the blue side I'm on the green side <laughs> And his exact words Gordon were It doesn't matter What side you're on You're a football man Do you enjoy the football And he started Chatting away About football He was on his run Of winning nine titles At the time And he said to me How would you feel Stephen If I Basically Won nine titles The same as Celtic I says Well Walter Can I be honest with you I like the football if Rangers win the nine titles and equal Celtic, then great. But what I don't want them to do is go and win ten. And he burst out of laughing. And then I says to him, what are you laughing at that for? He says, well, it's every possibility, isn't it? We could go on and beat Celtic and win ten titles. And I thought, well, I'm going to be honest with you as a Celtic man. If you do that, you know you're going to have Glasgow absolutely going bananas. He says, Stephen... They only go bananas for 24 hours and then it's back to normal and back to the football. And I'm not telling you a lie, Gordon. The man was absolute. I genuinely a man speak to. And I'm thinking about the games tonight. I know you're on about the Rangers Aberdeen game, which I think is a great game for the minute silence or the respect mm-hmm. to Walter Smith. But I'll tell you, right across Scottish football tonight in every stadium, there will be. Total silence, and I mean total silence mm-hmm. for that one minute. And that is due to the way Walter Smith was. I don't think there's anybody in football that's got a bad word to say about Walter Smith. Yeah, I mean, Roger Hanna, that just about sums it up from Stevie, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, listen, it's right, it was about the football. I mean, Walter's own father wasn't a Rangers fan. They lived in Carmyle, and his father supported Cambus Lang Rangers and the juniors. And it was Walter's grandfather who introduced them to to the Rangers at Ibrox Stadium and a sort of lifelong love affair was born but it was about the football because Walter had so much success at Dundee United 
He went to Everton. He went to Manchester United. He had a spell at Dumbarton. He was involved with not just a Scotland manager in the you know the 21st century. He was number two to Alec Ferguson in the 1986 World Cup. Wherever there was football, Walter Smith enjoyed it. And yes, Rangers was his first love. Of course, Rangers was his first love. But he loved his football as much as anyone. I mean Simon This is a, a full different conversation Maybe for another night But when you look at The way that rivalry Can operate And can be celebrated And at times There's a deterioration in it And, and maybe people who, who should know better Don't conduct themselves The way they should um, But those stories About Walter Smith Being like that And not being interested In any of the, the, the Sort of bitter stuff And of course On the other side Is Tommy Burns And everyone remembers What is one of the most Sort of poignant images, really, of the last goodness knows how long in Scottish football when when Walter um, helped carry the coffin of Tommy Burns, and you were on the other side at that point as well. So you'll recognise a lot of what Stevie says. Uh, yeah, just a measure of the guy. You know, we could put this show on all night, and there'll be thousands of stories. You know how he touched people in different ways. Uh, always had time. I, I seen a cleaner from Ibrooks on the TV last night talking about. Cleaning whatever sweet she cleaned at Ibrooks and, and Walter never failing to stop and say hello every time he passed. And it's just a measure of a guy like that that, you know, can have that positive effect on so many people. Across the divide, as I say, I sat and watched it yesterday. Paul Bearer at Tommy Burns, if you know, I've seen the, the, the footage on TV. Hugely emotional. I remember at the time, uh, him and Ali McCoy both carrying the coffin. And then later last night, I actually posted on my, my Twitter, it was a, a fantastic picture of uh, Tommy and Walter in the Scotland tracksuits laughing. They were obviously yeah. sharing a little moment because I think they both had a wicked sense of humour. And I just found myself sitting there almost in disbelief that we've lost these two. Because, I mean, I've got parents the same age, 73 is nothing nah. these days in, in relative terms. And uh, I listened to Ellie McCoy's yesterday morning talking about him being a father a husband, you know, a grandpa. And it was a couple of years back, I think, up at Mearns, I was up watching my son playing football and the, the pitch was divvied up into three pitches and Walter was up there watching the grandkid. And that's something today that I'm kind of reflecting on. That's been taken away from him too, far, far too early. Uh, absolutely. Stevie, hang on the line and I'll get your thoughts on, on tonight's game because there is a Celtic starting 11, I believe, Alison Cotton. In fact, we've got Rangers as well, so stay tuned. They'll give you both. Alison, who's playing for Celtic tonight? It, it is just the one change from that win against St. Johnson at the weekend. Mikey Johnson comes in to the starting lineup. Giorgio Giamakis, he drops to the bench. So it will be Hart in goal back for Ralston, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Juranovic. Then it'll be three of Turnbull, McGregor and Rogic with Johnson and Yota supporting Kyogo up top on the bench. Bain, Beaton, Giacomakis, Ayeti, Abada, Montgomery and Welsh. So just that one change and comes Mikey Jan Johnson with Giacomakis dropping to the bench. Interesting. Stevie, what about your own team tonight then? Are you feeling confident? Um, not 100% confident, Gordon. No? No, not 100% confident. I'm going to tell you and I'll be honest with you, if they win, uh, the imagine they'll win by the, the odd goal But I do think they'll win the game But um, It'll only be by the one goal mm. I think Hibs will be Up there for that game tonight Against Celtic Yeah it's not been a great place for Celtic to go to in recent seasons How much does that impact tonight? Never really sure um, Simon what do you make of that Celtic team then? You were nodding along Is that 
along the lines of what I was, I was nodding because I, I I think Mikey Johnson's looked really sharp in the last couple of games, so this is his reward now to to get a starting place. I actually was interested to see because I thought Jackie Marcus did okay at the weekend in a game which I think uh, Ange got perfectly set up for the start. You know, I think he there was wasn't going to be a lot of space. St Johnson were going to be quite compact. You know, the, 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 the foraging runs of Kyogo, it happened in the second half, but I think it's a different game going through Easter Road tonight. I think Celtic have more space. And unlike Steve, I think I think Celtic will get a good result tonight. Uh, Roger, what are your thoughts ahead of that one? Um, my thoughts are I was really surprised how poor Celtic's league record at Easter Road has been. I think it's almost eight years since they've won there in the yep. league. Was it was it Virgil van Dijk, Timo Pukki were scoring goals, Chris mm-hmm. Commons got a couple. So that highlights the, the difficulty. I saw Hibs at the weekend, oh Gordon, and I thought they were poor. They've lost three in the spin. They lost to Ibrox. They lost three in at home to Dundee United. They were poor when they lost to Petodre on Saturday. I think this is the night that Celtic finally end that sort of barren run in the league at Easter Road. I think they'll win. I tend to, this is a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime statement, I agree with Hugh Keevans, but I think Furuhashi is better through the middle. I think Jota, from a wide area, has been terrific. And I tend to agree with Simon. I think Michael Johnson is probably ready, spoke well after the game at the weekend. Um, He spoke about how much he's learned from Jota and Kyogo while training with them at Lennox Town this season. And this is the opportunity for him tonight to go in, to show what he can do. He's not a kid anymore. I think he's 22 years of age. He's 60 or 70, whatever it is, first-team appearances for Celtic. He's no longer a youngster. This can be Michael Johnson's chance to cement a place in that first team I'm laying off Hugh Keevans tonight anyway What a performance from him on last night's show Honestly, so many brilliant tributes and, and stories to Walter Smith And by the way, the feedback to that I know lots of you were, were thanking Hugh and uh, the guys on the show for last night So we appreciate you taking the time to do that Let's go back to Ibrox um, Because we've got team news there with Andrew McLean well, Stephen Merritt makes two changes for this one. Borna Barisic dropping out of the squad altogether. Stephen Davis not in the starting lineup either. In come Calvin Bassey and Glenn Kamara for them tonight. So it'll be John McLaughlin in goal. The back for James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balgan and Calvin Bassey. It's then a midfield three of John Lundstrom, Glenn Kamara and Joe Aribo with Yanis Hadji and Kamar Roof supporting Alfredo Morelos. So substitutes for Rangers tonight. McGregor, Simpson, Patterson, Davis, Arfield, Wright and Fashion Sakai. And there is an Aberdeen team as well And it looks as if there's some big absences for them tonight Calvin Ramsey and Declan Gallagher picked up injuries at the weekend And don't make it tonight Jack McKenzie, who picked up an injury in training Is also unavailable So it's going to be Joe Lewis in goal for them tonight McCrory, Brown, Bates and Hayes Then a midfield of Hedges, McGeoch, Ojo, Campbell and Ferguson With Christian Ramirez leading the line The substitutes for them tonight Woods, Watkins, McGinn, J. Emmanuel Thomas, Gurr, Samuels and Long stuff. Uh, Roger Hanna, what do you make of that team news? Um, yeah, I'm not really too surprised by any it. Big, Stephen Gerrard is beginning to get a sort of settled team. He had complained at the start of the season that for various issues, injuries, COVID-related issues, he couldn't really get a settled side at all. Um, Glenn Kamara didn't play at the weekend. I always felt he'd come back in, give Stephen Davis a rest. Uh, obviously no Barisic, so, so Calvin Bassey comes back in. But it's that front three. It's Ruth, it's Morelos, it's Hadji. Ruth and Morelos both, of course, on the mark at the weekend at St Mirren. But for me, Hadji was actually the standout player at the weekend. And Stephen Gerrard will be hoping they're just coming to the boil at the right time for Rangers. Uh, and from an Aberdeen perspective, Roger, although they got the, the one at the weekend, it's still 
One win in ten uh, You're going to the home of the champions You're going there on an emotionally charged evening And you're going with all manner of Defensive worries as well For Stephen Glass Yeah I spoke to Stephen Glass after the game I think you played the, the interview in the show And you know de- defensively he, Of course he's already without Andrew Considine and Michael Devlin long term People tend to forget about them He lost young Jack McKenzie to a training ground injury on Thursday And then before half time on Saturday As Andrew says, Calvin Ramsey gone Declan Gallagher gone Stephen was saying after the game No, no chance of getting any of them back for tonight's game um, Scott Brown at 36 years of age Just stepped back in there In between Bates and McCrory at the weekend I would imagine he would fulfil A similar role at Ibrox tonight But I think he may well have a busier evening Than, than he did on Saturday afternoon And Just a couple of other things from the Rangers team Roger, I mean John McLaughlin Keeps his place and Alan McGregor's on the bench I'm not sure people are As interested in that now as they used to be It's just sort of accepted that they're both good And, and you know they'll play um, whenever required Are we now also seeing If we didn't already know That, that Lundstrom, Kamara and Aribo Is the first choice Rangers midfield at the moment And it doesn't include Stephen Davis um, No I'm not so sure we are Seeing that I, I tend to think that you know, if, if it was a cup final played tomorrow I would think Stephen Gerrard would find it hard not to select Stephen Davis. Um, he's had very few of those situations where it's it's obvious who the, you know the midfield three would be. There have been times where it's been Davis. There have been times it's been Lundstrom. There have been times you know when it's been been Kamara. He's missed the last couple of games initially suspended. Then then in the bench at the weekend. You've seen Joe Aribo play one on Gordon. So it would be fascinating to see just what Stephen Gerrard regards as as the first choice three in there. But people have tried to write Stephen Davis off before, and that's come back to bite them. Uh, let's get some travel We're going to speak to Mark Indram Chapel. There's now also a pitch inspection at St Johnston against Hearts So Bobby Madden is out on the pitch at Fir Park uh, Doing the usual, throw the ball up and see if it bounces And uh, we'll do something similar at St Johnston Hearts Game on actually at Fir Park is the latest uh, from there All the best to people from Paisley in particular who are trying to get there um, But the football Looks like it will go ahead there We'll keep you up to speed St Johnson Hearts And all the usual uh, Build up And Mark Indram Chapel Coming next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Six big games scheduled To take place in the top flight This evening Simon Donnelly And Roger Hanna Are here We're already waiting on Hearts journey to St Johnson To find out if that will definitely take place Motherwell St Mirren has passed a pitch inspection um, So that's good to go at the moment But uh, travelling around Glasgow in the West Is um, challenging at the moment to say the least So um, wait to be to be seen if that affects the start of How many people make it to the beginning of Rangers Aberdeen Or Motherwell St Mirren We will keep an eye on it Let's bring in Mark Indram Chapel um, What's on your mind tonight Mark? Hi Gordon, how are you doing? Good, thank you, you well? Yeah, not too bad, good thanks, man, not good. too bad. Uh, it was just a wee story. I was lucky enough to to meet Walter um, a few times, actually. Um, but one that sticks in my memory is probably the very first time I ever met him. Uh, I was playing for uh, Drumchapel Amateurs, mm-hmm. and we got to the Scottish Cup final, and uh, we were lucky enough to go up to uh, Murray Park the day before it and have a wee training session with Kenny McDowell. And uh, I had my back to the training centre and we were probably at half an hour and the training session just came to a halt, basically. And I uh, turned around and Walter was there. And he was like nearly a full park 
at a distance away, standing on the phone, and the whole training session came to a standstill. Everybody just in awe, just watched them. Um, and then when we finished the training session, we went back into Murray Park to the indoor park, and he came out and just spoke to us, um, spoke to us about the game the next day, and and just, ah, he was just a great yeah. guy. He just had a lot of time for us, and I. Yeah, I mean, do you know what, Mark? I'm glad you told that because, Roger, I'm noticing a real theme. And I actually really liked, I mean, so many good tributes, but I liked Graham Alexander's yesterday. And then that's putting my obvious bias to one side. But um, how he said that, you know, he thought Aura was make believe. He didn't think it existed until until he met um, Walter Smith. And that's kind of what, what Mark's on about. And I guess you. You would have been on the the receiving end, maybe, of the famous Walter Stair as a member of the the press pack. Yeah, I've been the receiving end of the stair. I've been in the receiving end of telephone calls. Um, but equally, I've been in the receiving end of of kindness and praise from the man as well over the years. And he did have an aura. I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can get into the position in his professional career that, that Walter did without having an aura. Look at some of his peers, Jim McLean, who he worked under for so many years at Dundee United, Sir Alec Ferguson, who took him to Mexico as his number two with Scotland in 86, and had tried to take him to Aberdeen earlier than that as, as assistant manager. He worked under Graham Souness, um, and he worked with some of the the best footballers, the best football coaches, um, you know, that this country or some other countries have ever produced. You don't do that unless you possess that special aura. I agree. I thought Graham Alexander's words were absolutely on point yesterday, and he was one of many men and you know many successful managers. There was you know quotes yesterday from Steve Clark, the Scotland manager, Robbie Nielsen at Hearts. Who Walter gave his only Scotland cap to in the Ukraine many years ago? Quotes from Jim Goodwin about about that aura. When Jim Goodwin first met him, you know he he was struck by that aura as well, felt in awe of the man. And I think that's you know that is one of the things that everyone will agree upon, whether they were a footballer, a football manager, a journalist, or a supporter. That you know Walter was the same with his own. Right, go on then, Mark. You've given it the big build-up. Tell me, you won the cup final. No, we got beat. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on! You were too distracted uh, thinking about Walter. Clearly, no, no, we were. We we, we never turned up to be honest. But uh, oh, uh, we'll let we'll let you away with it. What about the the current group then? Uh, tonight, I'm sure you still um, want Rangers to go and kind of do the business on the field this evening. What are you expecting from that team that Stephen Gerrard's picked? Uh, a bit shocked with. The Davis decision, but mm-hmm. I think he needs a break. But listen, I know it's it's going to be an emotional night, and if you're sitting in that dressing room and you can't get out for a game like this, then aye, I think we'll do the job. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to, to compare it, um, Simon, but there have been various sort of big emotional <clears throat> football matches in Scotland over that you, you don't need me to tell you. Um, and what do you think they do to to, to the players as, as an occasion? Can it lift you? Can it affect you? Um, I mean, interestingly, Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis, the two who, who worked most closely with Walter Smith, aren't starting tonight. What kind of impact do you think it can have? I think it will have a huge impact. I think it will be hugely emotional. We, I mean, I watched Stevie Gerrard talking yesterday about how it's the best way for them to pay their, their respects to Walter's family to go and win the game. And... 
I think he's such a, a huge figure. He's Mr. Rangers. I think all these players will have came across him at some point. Uh, I know his health obviously hasn't been great over the last wee bit, and hence that maybe not been at Ibrooks, but a lot of these guys who would have been there, you know, week in, week out watching, uh, and they'll know the impact that he's had on this club. So I think it will be a, a, a huge emotional roller coaster for, for everybody at Ibrooks tonight, and yeah. I, I actually fancy Rangers strongly. Uh, game on at McDermott Park as well. Um not often that happens. I've just always maybe it's a I'm a glass half empty type, but when you hear pitch inspection you usually expect the worst, especially at this late stage, uh, Roger Hanna, but they both survive for now. Yes, and um, given that I've got a newspaper to put out once this uh, show finishes tonight, I'm highly delighted we've got six Premiership games. You're quite right, you know, I, I went and watched the video that Alan Burroughs put out after you'd mentioned it, Gordon, and it was absolutely torrential. At Firth Park, it wouldn't be surprised if Gordon Dial didn't even walk around from from his house round to the game tonight. Hard that is to believe, but uh, terrible weather, terrible weather in Perth. I've seen pictures there as well. Just delighted all six games are on because these midweek cards are absolutely terrific. Well, I mean, he'll be underwater regardless because it is bath night, isn't it? As he always tells us. So I wonder what he's he's going for. Does he just forget the weather and just sit, you know, with the, with the duck out and um, the bubbles and listen to you two, or do you think he'll brave the conditions? Um, with 10 to 7 Maybe he'll still be in the bath Yeah I might get, get out And get the kettle And just topped it back up In the night like this And just He'll sit and listen To the rest of the show And just maybe catch up in, On Motherwell TV Because you, you know He has a subscriber He might well catch up In the game later Yeah he'll be there Duck in hand Listening carefully That was Duck by the way 01419511025 Let's go back to Easter Road um, Alison has the Hibs team As well To take on Celtic yeah, I do, and it's four changes for Hibs from that defeat up at Aberdeen at the weekend. One of those changes, of course, Ryan Porteous coming back into the starting 11 after that suspension. So it will be Matt Macy in goal, back four, Paul McGinn, Ryan Porteous, Paul Hanlon and Josh Doig. That will be Joan Newell, Alex Gogic and Jake Doyle-Hayes with Martin Boyle and Jamie Murphy supporting lone striker of Kevin Nisbet. On the bench for Hibs tonight, it's Dabrowski, Wright, Wood, Stevenson, Gullen, Cadden and Campbell. Of course, Celtic, just that one change for them as well with Mikey Johnson coming in for Georges Giacomakis. Your referee at Easter Road is Don Robertson. I mean, Simon, it's so easy to get caught up in, in little spells of form. You know, Hibs are all of a sudden on a, a, a poor run, if you like. You know, They've lost their last three, so it's one win in five, I think. They're down to fifth in the table. Um, but you look at that starting 11. That... that that is 11 very good footballers out there tonight Yep, attacking as well uh, And I think Hibs got off to a, a good start uh, this season But have slipped away So it's a, it's a big night for them uh, I'm surprised obviously with Rogers' stat there About Celtic not winning there since was it 2014 In the so, league, yeah Which is incredible uh, But I just I just feel Celtic have turned a little corner recently They had a really good performance in Europe You know, on the back of bit of a doing against Leverkusen you had a couple of difficult games at Petodre and for part they came through them uh, with full points I just feel they're, they're, they're getting a wee mm. bit of momentum uh, but I think it'll be a really attacking game I think there'll be plenty of goals in it as well Yeah the last time Celtic won there in the league Darnell Fisher played right back Dirk Baritka was on the bench Amido Baldi came on as a sub Roger Hanna some blasts from the past yeah, absolutely. I looked at the team earlier on just when I was checking out the scorers and it amazed me. I think Nier Beaton is the only player left at the club from, from the side that, that won 4-0 there that day, Gordon. So a much-changed side. And it's been a much-changed Celtic in the last month. Just the, that upturn off the back of, of the win at Petodre. They've then had the international break, come back, 
beating Motherwell, beating Ferenc Farros, one at home against St Johnson at the weekend. There's a bit of momentum building behind Ange Postacoglu now. As you say earlier on the show, far more attacking options at his disposal as well. You know, if this game is still tied up late on, he's, he's got options on the bench. But fascinated to see how Hibs react because they have been poor. Um, Simon rightly talks about, you know, you look at the attacking options in there with Boyle and Murphy, either side of Kevin Nisbet. The addition that I like is Alec Gogic, because I thought for a long time on Saturday, until he dropped back into the back three, Scott Brown bossed and bullied that Hibernian midfield, and, and they were desperately needing an Alec Gogic to go toe-to-toe -to -toe yeah. with him. And I, I think Gogic in there alongside Doyle Hayes will make Hibs far harder to beat. So will the return, for me, of Ryan Portes, and the return of Josh Doig in there at the back. So there looks to be a better balance to this Hibernian team. That said, they're out of form. Celtic are in form As I said earlier on the show I would fancy an away victory And Whatever happened to that Van Dyke fella Who scored that day as well I wonder how he's doing Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football I'll tell you what As far as excuses To miss beat the pundit Go Andy Halliday Playing four hearts Against St Johnson uh, From the start tonight It's not bad I think we'll let him away With that one He is in the starting eleven. For that game at McDermott Park uh, So we will give you A full rundown We'll look ahead to the other fixtures very soon But let's play Beat the Pundit We rightly gave it a rest last night But it's back with a bang And if you want to play now Is the time to pick up the phone 0141 951 1025 And you need to call before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here on a full card in the Scottish Premiership Dundee, Ross County, Hibs, Celtic, Livy, Dundee United, Motherwell, St Mirren, Rangers, Aberdeen and St Johnston Hearts If you want to build up to any of them, if you want to pay tribute to Walter Smith or maybe do both Now is the time to give us a call 01419511025 and we will get to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, Beat the Pundit time. Simon Donnelly, you've played before, haven't you? I'm unbeaten. Not that I want to put unwanted pressure How many? on myself. Three, I think. Okay, that's a, good, that's a good record. I don't mind that at all. Roger Hanna, of course, so good at Beat the Pundit that he starts on minus one. He's at home tonight, though. I don't know, Roger. Does that, you know, away games, are they harder? Eh, I'm not, we'll soon find out Gordon won't we? <laughs> yeah. I'm not too sure yeah. I mean because you're at home so the use of away game maybe didn't make any sense for me but this is your real home uh, on a Tuesday night so tonight's contestant contestants uh, it's Robbie who appears to have like I don't know a five aside team with him to help out with the answers Robbie how's it going? Oh all the big build up Robbie and the team are not there I don't know they must be somewhere producer Calum will go and sort it out they can't be running scared Roger Hanna though. honestly I'm, I'm assured that there are a few of them oh I don't, I don't like this when they team up on us Gordon I don't like the sound of that I don't like the sound of that no I'm not too sure I like the sound of that at all mm, well producer Callum's trying to get them back on the phone I don't exactly know what happened there so I'll just continue to pad and talk nonsense until such times as we do but we are here until 8 o'clock like I say it's not often that we've got so many good games to look forward to so make sure you join us Robbie have we got you this time can you hear us yeah that's it that's me nice one how many people are there Robbie who's all helping you uh, my friend Joseph and friend Stephen there we go Joseph, Stephen, Robbie ok well there's not a 
Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, because even if we say it's not, they'll just pretend that they're uh, on their own. True, so true. yeah, you can't police that. <laughs> uh, right, heads it will be Roger minus one, Hannah. Tails it will be Simon Donnelly, who might be three from three, but he's not in minus one territory yet. And it's tails. Simon Donnelly up against Robbie, Stephen, Joseph, Davy, <laughs> Willie, Gary, and the rest. Um, I think the Phil of Ibrooks maybe. I don't know. So let's give Simon some Clyde two to listen to, uh, just so that he can't steal your answers, Robbie. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know, pass quickly And we'll move on, okay? No worries Right, 30 seconds on the clock Robbie and co And your time starts now Name any of Rangers' top three most played players this season Stephen Davis In what year did Brendan Rodgers become Celtic manager? 2014 Which English team did Jack Ross manage immediately before Hibs? Preston North End What colour is St Mirren's away jersey this season? Pink Who scored more goals for Scotland? Ali McCoyst or James McFadden? Ali McCoyst Name any player to score a Scottish top flight hat-trick this season Ooh, uh, Pass Okay, let's bring back Simon Donnelly Simon, can you hear us? Yes, yes Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Name any of Rangers' three most played players this season. Aribo. In what year did Brendan Rodgers become Celtic manager? Pass. Which English team did Jack Ross manage immediately before Hibs? Sunderland. What colour is St Mirren's away jersey this season? Pink. Who scored more goals for Scotland? Ali McCoyst or James McFadden? Name any player to score a Scottish top flight hat-trick this season uh, Pass Okay, okay Robbie, how do you think it went? Did any of them Not actually help you, Robbie? No, uh, they couldn't hear it because the radio's off and they're <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd have gone loudspeaker I don't know, he was on his own Poor Robbie uh, <laughs> uh, let's find out Name any of Rangers Top 3 most played players This season um, Yeah Connor Goldson Joe Rebo Or James Tavernier So not Stephen Davis I'm afraid uh, Robbie Simon goes 1-0 in front Brendan Rodgers Was 2016 mm. um, The English team That Jack Ross managed Immediately before Hibs Was Sunderland So it's 2-0 to Simon In- Interestingly You both went pink I don't know Did it used to be pink Is producer Callum A little bit colour blind I don't know I think it's definitely red Isn't it Um so you both went pink and got it wrong for St Mirren's away jersey Sometimes he tries to trick you with these Who scored more, McCoyst or McFadden You both went McCoyst, you were both right By yep. four though, not as maybe as many yep. as you would think yep. 19 to 15 um, So it's at least you got one on the board at this stage Robbie, 3-1 though to Simon And name any player to score a hat-trick in the Scottish top flight this season You had the choice of Kyogo or David Turnbull Ah, so you didn't get any of them So Robbie and Stephen and Joseph and all the rest of it One on the board, not enough Hard lines No problem, thank you for having me No problem Robbie, you need new pals though Thank you, that was Robbie uh, in Priest Hill 01419511025 on the phones Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter Watching on from home, Roger Hannah, how was it? Uh, I was trying to answer as I went along Some difficult wins tonight, I thought So well done Simon Cheers, cheers, Roger. That's another four out of four, four by the way. Bad. That's not bad. Yeah, that is not bad, bad at all. Uh, right, like I say, 01419511025. Uh, Scott 
is calling in from Shawlands. A different Scott. I think this is the second Scott from Shawlands um, tonight. So Scott number two, what's on your mind? I I was just phoning first, obviously, to um, pay a wee bit of tribute to Walter Smith, mm-hmm. the Rangers fan. Um, I never had the pleasure of meeting him. I actually saw him in Royal Exchange Square once in Glasgow, and I was too scared to go up to him. <laughs> so it's always a wee bit regretted that he just he was walking through with his coat and oh, he looked like something of the mafia, and I didn't want to <laughs> bother him. Were you starstruck? I was actually. I'm not. I'm not often starstruck by football players and stuff, but Walter Smith I was. So uh, I regret that one. Understandable. But, for me, Walter Smith is more. It's about what he means. I grew up in the nineties, um, watching the nine in a row teams. Um, my first memory of Rangers was going with my own grandpa in uh, 1993. We beat Hibs 2-0 at Ibrooks. And then when he came back in the mid-noughties, uh, I was in my 20s at that point, and uh, Walter Smith again he symbolises for me uh, the run to Manchester, the, the titles when he saved us for Paul Le Guin. So for me, uh, the memory of Walter Smith is a catalyst for some of my own happiest memories in my life, um, which I think is just... A tribute to the guy yeah. I mean I love the players But Walter Smith was always Just as much of a part of it As the players um, So Really Yeah Do you know that's that. a really good way Of putting it Scott Because that's I mean we all Are so invested in football So the, the two are connected You know your life will feel happier When uh, when your team does well at times And I mean Roger The Two spells are, are, are So very different I mean it was obviously You know it was a star studded Team Initially in, in Nine in a row era um, But in many ways, you know, as good as that was, what he got out of the group in the second spell it was just incredible as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and you have to remember where Rangers were when he returned. You know, as we're saying it, but you know, Paul Le Guin had been in charge for that disastrous six months. He had brought in a lot of players who quite clearly weren't up to the standard that was required at Rangers, and they were at a very low ebb. When Walter was offered the job to come back, he left the Scotland job at Hamden to come back and take it on. It would have been easy just to say, I'm quite happy here at Hamden, I'm happy working with the Scotland job. But he wanted to go back to Rangers, he wanted to sort out the problems that were there. Um, Within, what, two and a bit years, Rangers were in the European final. A year later, they started that run of three consecutive league titles under Walter Smith to add to the seven titles that he won as manager himself first time round. It's um, it's a quite incredible story when you think you know that the success first time round was almost a decade between his departure and his return, and yet he could bring more success with a completely different team in a completely different era under completely different circumstances and challenges, which probably says even more about his ability as a football manager and a football man. Yeah, we said it last night, to, to span you know, from the beginning of the first spell to the end of the second and then continued involvement in club. That's why there's fans of all ages really feel like they, they, they knew him and, and uh, I've been so hit by yesterday's news. So, um, Scott, what about tonight then? Um, we gave you that Rangers team earlier on. What are you thinking ahead of this one? Uh, I'm pretty confident. I think we'll do the business. I think I know Aberdeen won against Hibs but I think Hibs are on a bit of a downer at the moment um, I think Rangers you know the side we've put out tonight is more than capable of dispatching uh, Aberdeen this evening Yeah I mean I feel like the the debate if you can call it that around Rangers has been it's been almost the same every week Scott where even Stephen Gerrard and Rangers fans are waiting for that proper you know can almost 90 minute performance where everything clicks um, you, you, do you think that's close? 
Yeah, I think so. And I'm I'm really hopeful that Alfredo getting him on the score sheet last week will not just give him a boost, but give everybody a boost around the club. Um, as other people have said, Lundstrom's just became a bit of a rock in the midfield. I'm glad to see Davis getting a rest. I think he really needs it and he'll come back a stronger player for it as well. Um, but I think I think our midfield attack are, are just going to be too much for Aberdeen tonight. We always... It's just in your nature, Simon, because we live in a weird football environment where we've got two such big teams. You're always looking to try and build the case for the opposition. Can they cause it? In Aberdeen, in seasons gone by, would have been prime candidates for that. Is this how do I word it? Is this as confident as you've felt for Rangers taking on Aberdeen in in a while, just given everything that's going on and where the two teams are at? Yeah, I think it's going to be an emotionally charged. Evening, and I think the Rangers players will will feed off that tonight. I'm sure uh, it'll be a huge reaction with the fans, fifty thousand. I thought there was wee signs in the European game. I think the game at the weekend was a wee bit flat. I mean, St. Man got off to a fantastic start, but it's about getting the job done in those type of games, and that's what Rangers did. You know, they went and got the three points. Uh, but I think tonight, I think it's a different. Different prospect. I know Aberdeen get a good result. They needed it at the weekend. Really, really did on the bad run they were on. But I just I don't see anything other than a comprehensive win for Rangers it's tonight. Stating the obvious, to do Aberdeen's major defensive injury problems that they make it easier for Rangers. I've seen the Aberdeen game at the weekend, but Rogers touching on Scott Brown having yeah. to go and play in a deeper role for a long um, time. Yeah. yeah. So that just shows uh, the young right back as well. So yeah it's, a, it's going to be a difficult night for, for Aberdeen Yeah both full backs So promising as well It would have been nice to To see them uh, On this stage Thank you uh, To Scott It was nice to hear from you Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu Ahead of Celtic's trip to Easter Road It'll be a good challenge For us um, I think they're a good side um, As you said Their the form Last probably Two or three weeks um, You know Has been patchy But You know I think the Rangers game, they were well in it, um, you know, up until they got the red card. And before that, their form was really good. So, uh, yeah, tough contest. I think, you know, they're strong defensively, but they've also got some threats um, going forward. Um, so, you know, for us, it'll be a good chance. Uh, Frank is on the line. He is a Celtic fan. Let's start with tonight, if you don't mind. Uh, Frank, how are you feeling ahead of that one? Yeah, I, I, um, I almost feel bad by talking about tonight first because my first point was obviously about Walter and I'll come to that. Um, as a Celtic fan, I think the team selection's superb tonight. Um, I think we all seen in, at the weekend there, Kyogo out in the wing. He's not as impactful and he's his usual fluid cells. And I, I think that impacts the way Celtic play so I think bringing Mikey Johnston back who's had a, a bit of an impact off the bench in the last few matches is great and I think it'll be great to see Kyle go through the front again I think that should hopefully bring some of that flair back to Celtic that maybe when you play him out in the wide has been uh, and the wing's been missing so I like the team selection but as I say, I almost feel kind of guilty by starting with that. Do you know what I mean? But listen, don't don't you worry about that. You can save the best for last. Then that's the way to look at it. Simon, what about Kyogo being back through the middle? We, we did say it at the weekend. Although Jackimak has played and he scored, and he looks like he, he can provide an option. It's always going to be the case that for big games at the moment that, that Kyogo plays up front, and just how important is he in in that role 
off the ball perhaps just as much as on it Hugely important I think you've seen when he, he picked up his injury uh, on international duty on the back of Celtic putting in some really impressive performances they, 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 they really were kind of lost for like two or three games without him now I, I'm I'm like uh, Frank. I like I like to see Kyogo through the middle, but I, I really think it's kind of horses for courses. I think Ange played him out there at the weekend because there, there wasn't going to be a lot of space. You know, he he does a lot of his running in behind, like the goal he scored against Ferenc Varos uh, on the Tuesday before. But I think tonight's game suits him because I think Hibs will have a little go, and that will encourage Celtic, and and there'll be space there for Kyogo to get into. It's a good problem for him to have I mean I covered the Dundee United game A few weeks back When it was one each And you were looking at the bench And there was nothing attacking wise To change It was a game that needed changed And he didn't have it But now he's got that headache So it'll be interesting to see How he he utilises the the attacking players Over the next few weeks Uh, Yeah it's a fair point Because it's not just uh, Jakimakis on the bench Lila Bada is on there as well Who's started most of Celtic's kind of games when he's been fit I'll be in a Yeti remains there Adam Montgomery near beat on Stephen Welsh uh, The outfield players What, um, from a Celtic fan's perspective Frank How have you felt over the last uh, day or two and, and maybe leave us with your tribute to Walter Yeah, horrible guys uh, I think Walt, Walter Smith is is a legend Of not only the, the footballing world But he's a legend Full stop of a man Um I can remember a few years ago when, when Billy McNeil died and the impact that had on me as a Celtic fan and the wider Celtic community. But I was at his funeral and I can remember a lot of Rangers fans turning up in the day and stood side by side with myself and fellow fans. When the news broke yesterday morning, I can honestly say it, it sent a shiver through my body. And I'm a Celtic fan, yeah, because he's a total legend. He was a total gentleman. He, he caused a lot of grief um, for me as a Celtic fan and others during the nine in a row era. Um, but you respect somebody that's got that absolute grip in a football club. And he was a Rangers man through and through. Um, when he then went on to the Scotland job um, and he united a bit of the old firm by bringing in Tommy Burns and, and McCoy. So it was just brilliant. And then you were gutted when he left the Scotland job just as you thought... Scotland were going to turn a corner and then the fear went on again because he went back to Rangers and you thought, oh, here we go again. But um, I just felt he was an absolute gentleman. That I feel sorry for Walter's family who have had a massive loss. I've got lots of friends and family that are Rangers fans and just my thoughts go out to everybody that's personally suffered through this huge loss. Um, it's not just the, the uh, football world, it's the world has lost an absolute gem of a man. So, just Walter, no, no greater tribute can be said. And and another good one has been taken from us and um, thoughts with all the Rangers community and everybody that's affected by it. Yeah, really well said, Frank. Really well said. Appreciate you taking the time uh, tonight. We're going to keep building up to the games involving Glasgow's Big Two, but there are massive fixtures up and down the country tonight, so we'll pay a bit more attention to them. And we've even got a Walter Smith-themed full-time teaser for Simon and Roger next as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Huge night in the Scottish Premiership You've got Simon Donnelly and Roger Hanna for company If you want to pick up the phone and let them know what is on your mind Let's get the full-time teaser up and running Uh, It's sent in by the Crazy Pony It is Walter Smith themed but it's not easy Can you name eight players... Who played in a competitive match under Walter Smith 
And have scored at a World Cup So can you name 8 players who've played in a competitive match Under Walter Smith And have scored at a World Cup Now Simon, this is the first time you've had the privilege of doing a show with Roger Hanna He's an absolute anorak Knows everything, he'll probably scoosh this Take all the pressure off me um, Any that spring to mind for you before I well, before he shows us how it's done? Is it is Walter as manager or is he a coach at the team? Or uh, no, I, I think all manager by all the looks manager. of it yep. right. uh, Well, to answer your question, no then nothing <laughs> off the top right? Go on Roger, tell us, tell us a couple, <laughs> tell us a couple. Uh, How about Oleg Salenko? Yes Yes Five, I think, for Russia against the Soviet Union at the time against Cameroon. Yes. Yes. And then Elhaj Duf. No. Here we go. He's human after all. Not Elhaj Duf. Simon, has Roger given you any inspiration? Maybe an obvious one? Easy for me to say because I've got the answers. I've got the answers in front of you. Right, well, of all those Rangers players from that era, who's likely to have scored at World Cup from the from the first spell? Who was the best of the lot, arguably? McCoist. Not from this part of the oh, world. Oh, uh, Loudrop. Yes, Brian Loudrop. Okay. Um, we'll leave it there. You've only got six more to go. We're going to speak to Alec on the line in just a second. A couple of things. Um, Roger, first of all, I am blown away by this stat, right? And it's from, I just saw it on Twitter. Um, it popped up from Here We Go, the Aberdeen FC podcast. Now, clearly I've not had time to double-check this because it would take me until Christmas. Um, but they seem like a well-researched group of individuals. I've no reason to disbelieve it. That tonight is the 3,409th game in a row that Aberdeen have had a youth team graduate in the starting 11. Wow. Can that, that be less? start. Is that the young Dean Campbell coming into the midfield, probably the one that stands out tonight. Then that is quite a, a formidable statistic. It takes you back, you know, we mentioned a couple of times in the show tonight Alec Ferguson and Archie Knox, they for many years, in the Aberdeen's glory years in the, in, in the early 80s, brought through a team that won a European final based on home bred players at the same time as Jim McLean. And Walter Smith were doing it down the road at Dundee United. So it's a great achievement for Aberdeen. And listen, let's hope they have another 3,409 where they've got at least one home based player in, home bred player in that starting lineup. I actually can't believe that. And I didn't know, I'm ashamed that I wasn't aware of it. But by all accounts, it goes back to 1949. Incredible. Apparently. Incredible. Start. I don't find out more about this. That's outrageous. Um, loads of big games tonight. Motherwell St. Mirren's a, a big one. It's certainly a big one. <clears throat> A local one for us as well It did beat the weather It was a late pitch inspection there um, The team news tonight A couple of changes actually Graham Alexander um, Made a couple of changes So Liam Kelly continues in goal uh, Looks like a back four Stephen O'Donnell the skipper Solholm Johansson comes back in uh, Oala And McGinley the back four Midfielder Sean Goss Callum Slattery uh, In there as well uh, Liam Grimshaw And then the front three Connor Shields Not seen a great deal of him from the start Kim Willery and of course Tony Watt um, So an interesting Team lineup there from the home side I'll just get you a St Mirren lineup as well Like we say that one has beat the rain tonight It looks terrible um, Out there at Fir Park Jack Annick who was in the show on Friday He is in there uh, Fraser, Shaughnessy the captain McCarthy, McAllister, Power, Flynn Ronan who scored a stunner at the weekend Tanzer, Main and Brophy uh, So that's going to be a very interesting one In fact we've got Alec Who is a Motherwell fan On the line All of a sudden Alec You could do with getting back To winning ways After a wee sticky run 
Well, uh, well, I suppose we can. Uh, uh, my gripe's always been sometimes with my old managers, Gordon, is the the change of winning team. Now, the, the, the guys here being left out who you see one week play really well, like the, the big boy O'Hara, it seems to have just... He was my first name in the team sheet week in, week out, and we play, and then the next thing he's off, the budget Bergkamp, as he's known as, that was last week, or the week before, he was left out. And I just feel as if once you've got a kind of a, a strong starting eleven, why change it? And I think that's I'm not saying it's, I'm not telling Graham Alexander how to do his job, but to me Muller will make too many changes for my liking. And there's another few of the night. But perhaps that may well be a theory, Roger. I suppose specifically for tonight, it's not a winning team. He's changing because he's um had a couple of, of difficult runs. And and you know what? If you look at the three games, it's against Celtic, Hearts and Dundee United So it's, it's teams that are all above them in the league Teams that are going well um, But they have fallen away a bit And and as Alex says, you're now you know, Van Veen, big fan's favourite at the start of the season He's not in tonight Trying a corner shields out again Sean Goss has come into the team recently And, and stayed in there, although the team's not managed to get the wins And um, it's not just maybe not quite clicking the way it was earlier in the season Is that fair? Yeah, there was a couple of changes, I think, for the Celtic game that surprised me. I thought Van Veen, as you say, a big fan's favourite at Fir Park. I thought he would have started the game. I'm a huge fan of Marco Hara as well. I think he contributes a lot in the middle of the park. And I was very surprised that he was moved out of the team for Sean Goss and is still out of the team for Sean Goss. So I understand the point that's been made. But you look at modern day managers, they do tend... To, to shuffle the teams round to rotate a bit. There won't be many teams of the 12 Premiership teams tonight, maybe worth a look, who have got the same team that played at the weekend. You look at a couple of changes there for Rangers, a couple of changes for Celtic. Was it three or four for Hibernian? There's enforced changes for Aberdeen. Um, I think even Denis United have made a change or two tonight. It's been a relatively settled team, so it doesn't surprise me there's changes for Motherwell tonight. Solholm coming in at the back, I think, will be a boost for Motherwell because I know the people who have seen him out there and I haven't seen much of him, but, but rate him very highly as a Norwegian defender as well. So it'll be interesting to see how Connor Shields, whether or not he, he can take that opportunity. He's waited a while to get back into the starting 11 tonight interesting to see if Goss can give a little bit more and interesting to see if they can just break this cycle again because they were going well they were looking to cement a place in the top six and I'm not going to say the wheels have come off that would be far far too much but but they have stuttered in these last two or three games Uh, of course no Jamie McGrath for St Mirren injury to him at the weekend Curtis Main up front against his former club hang on the line Alec and they'll get back to you in a sec let's Hear from the managers firstly, Graham Alexander. What sent me in on Sunday? Good team, played them you know, more than any other team last season in my spell, and uh, so got to know their their strengths and um, you know, but they know ours as well. So it's a good game. I think the players are in a good place, um, but we know the challenge in front of us. Um, we have everyone available um, that that were avail- that was available on Saturday, so that's that's great for us. You know, we we need to maintain that. Um, strength in depth because you know we uh, we need to be able to rotate our team or you know replace players during the game or for for certain aspects. So the the stronger and more players we have available, then the better we are. Up against uh, Jim Goodwin, of course, this evening. I don't think the players could be too hard on themselves with how the, the 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 last ten games have gone. Hopefully, we can finish this first round of fixtures tomorrow night in a in a positive note. And what's going to be an extremely Difficult game because Motherwell, you know, aren't on a great run of form themselves, having lost their last three games. Graham Alexander will no doubt be looking for a reaction in front of their home fans, and uh, and I know the Motherwell fans will be 
expecting a reaction as well. So we need to try and make sure that they don't get themselves back to winning ways. To- uh, Alec, I know you had uh, a Walter Smith anecdote before you leave us as well. Uh, when I was going about 20 years ago, uh, my son, who played with a, a wee local boys club uh, in Carmel, uh, Wolves Boys Club, had a wee plug for them. <laughs> uh, his nephew, Walter's nephew, played in the team. Now, the boys were only about 11, 12 year old going back then. And I don't know how many times on a Saturday morning we were down at the side of the park, it's pouring the rain, the wind's howling, and there standing behind the goals was Walter Smith watching his wee nephew playing the boys' club football on a Saturday morning. And it used to be quite funny because he always turned up about 10 minutes after the game started. It's uh, just so the boys didn't get all excited that they knew he was there. But if the team were doing badly, I can always remember the manager saying to them, uh, look, the Rangers scouts here. Uh, that's him behind the coals. <laughs> he's went to an icon to a scout within about 10 minutes into the game of football. And it was funny to see the boys all, all trying all the fancy flicks and every free kick. It was outside the boat, so we're all fighting or who was going to hit this free kick and what have you. And uh, that was, it's just that a guy of his stature turning up a Saturday morning, wind and rain at the side of the park, watching his, his wee nephew playing football. That, that, also, that was great yeah, Absolutely No I can just imagine that The impact that would have had If they had, the players had known Exactly who it was Might even have um, Made them a bit too nervous Alec thanks for sharing that That was nice of you 01419511025 uh, So we've looked at the team news For Motherwell Against St Mirren A big game out there In the rain uh, It did beat a pitch inspection As did St Johnston Hearts Roger Hanna And you mentioned they're, they're unlikely to be any teams Who are unchanged From the weekend and at Hearts have had to make some significant changes Like I mentioned earlier on Andy Halliday is back in the starting 11 So as far as excuses go For not being available for tonight's show That's not bad We'll let him away with that one uh, More significantly No disrespect to Andy uh, Would be the absence of, of Liam Boyce I think for, for many Hearts fans He's not there tonight um, Ben Woodburn drops onto the bench um, So Nanjuli uh, is going to lead the line for Hearts Ginelli who's often a, an impact player off the bench Although a very good one He starts tonight as well um, Up against a oh, St Johnson side that no matter what their form is You clearly can't write them off Given what they achieved last season And um, two points dropped for Hearts at the weekend They'll be looking to make up for that tonight won't they? Yeah very much so And it was funny actually because Hearts failure to see often D on Saturday just sort of mirrored what had happened when Hearts went to Ibrox the week before Rangers should have, have put Hearts away they didn't they paid the price at the end when Craig Halkett scored and, and then Hearts did the exact same thing themselves at the weekend they should have put Dundee away they led with that terrific John Souter goal but they couldn't get the second goal and they lost a sloppy equaliser near the end to Jason Cummings and you know you could tell you could see the frustration of Robbie Nielsen sitting up in the press box because of his touchline ban you could see the frustration in his face but tonight Listen, Halliday will be fine We all know Halliday will be fine I think they'll miss Liam Boyce Liam Boyce is a really underrated player Simon will tell you how difficult it is To score goals in the Premier League Liam Boyce is a guy Who will get you 12 or 15 or 17 goals He did it with Ross County So he can certainly do it with Hearts And when he's out of the team they They don't carry the same threat yeah, going to be an interesting one that Of course, this is not the only midweek card We had a cracker in the Championship last night as well Even an Ayrshire derby Some late drama in that one Simon's a Kilmarnock fan 
And uh, a happy one after last night, I would imagine, Simon. Yeah, a very happy one. Hi, guys. Hope you are all doing well. Just before I, I go on to that point, I'd just like to, to say, um, obviously, sad news yesterday about, about Walter Smith. Um, I was lucky enough to meet him uh, at a, a sort of sportsman's dinner event in Dumbarton once. Um, I was there with a, a group of mostly Rangers fans, and uh, he made his way around the table. Uh, the tables got to our tables having a wee bit of chat about, I think Rangers were playing the next day, and they were having a wee bit of conversation about the game. Uh, at one point he turned to me and he's like, would you think we man? And I was like, I, I, to be honest, I don't really care. And he's like, what? And he's like, yes, yes. He's like, you're a Celtic fan? And he's like, he said to my mates, I can't believe you're hanging around with a Celtic fan, jokingly. And then I was like, no, no, I'm Kilmarnock. And he saw the wee smile come in his face. He knew he was going to be able to give something. And he said, uh, he's like, oh, you better watch your mouth, son, or I'll take the, the Rangers job again and give you one more doing. <laughs> so um, I, managed to, I managed to come back though. I said that, you know, if he, doesn't, if he did that, we'd stop 10 in a row again. So we had a wee bit of banter and then... Uh, and then later on, you know, he sent a round of drinks to the table as well. And, you know, he said bye to you when he, when he was leaving. So, you know, he's an absolute class gentleman. I uh, lost to Scottish football and, you know, lost everybody who loved him. Yeah, well said. The warmth that's coming out of every story tonight. I mean, like, and last night, the amount of people out there who met Walter Smith and not, you know, not tenuous mentions, like, you know, proper interactions and conversations and memories. So, um, it really, if, if sad times and wish we didn't have to do this, but if, if one... Um, sort of happy thing can come from it It would be the, the sharing of all these memories What about your team last night, Simon then? Nerve wracking was it? Yeah, it wasn't pretty um, Roger will know, being a, an Ayrshire boy You know, the Ayrshire derby, especially at Somerset It just always seems to be raining and howling a wind there We were uh, in the stadium We had to be in the stadium an hour and a half before kick-off And we obviously no seating That was a bit of a you know, a nightmare so you know you're talking about the game and everybody's saying you know it's going to be a battle and you kind of think maybe that's a bit overplayed but that's what it was it was it wasn't the prettiest game there wasn't that much quality on show certainly in the first half um, second half Kilmarnock really asserted their dominance could have scored a couple of times had a great save from the airkeeper McAdams keeping them in the game uh, a couple of missed really especially Ewan Murray missed a, a really uh, easy header I should have heard but there's no better way to win a derby than in the last minute in front of the away end. The first time at the last time they won there uh, was '93. Come on, look, uh, I was six, so I have no recollection of that. But um, it's the first time I've actually got. It's a bit of an overblown thing because obviously there's not been too many, too many games. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've never got to see my team win an away derby. So uh, I finally get to experience that last night, and it was it was brilliant. And it's just something in the league, I think, where. Uh, I said a few. I was on a couple of months ago, and I said, "Kilmarnock haven't clicked yet. We're just, we're, but we're grinding at results." And the same's kind of true. We're still getting there. We're back to the top of the table, but there's little green shoots of recovery. I think we started to find a system. Callum Henry, um, obviously, you know, his dad's been in the studio quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I wish I could speak to him and thank him because he's been, he's been sensational. He's been playing out in the left, um, and he's given his all. And his hard work on the left sort of opens up space for the fullback. Um, and you know, I think there's a, a really good possibility of his of his strengthening in January. And if we can finally click, I think that's ominous to the league. Yeah, that was question ten on beat the pundit. If you'd got that far, Simon is who's top of the championship. It is Kilmarnock. I see Gordon DL will just be listening, cursing that other friend of the show, Jim Duffy. His good record at Somerset in the in the the fixture. Roger has come to an end. 
Yeah, he's just been texting me from the bath there saying, tell Simon I never lost at home to Kilmarnock. He's, he's telling me here, but not, I'm so old now. Not, not only do I remember Daz and his unbeaten home record as air manager against Kilmarnock, I remember when Ollie Shaw's father was playing up front for Air United, Greg, back in the day, and a fine player he was as well. But Kilmarnock under Tommy Wright, it's a, it's a completely new squad. The Dickers and Powers have gone... All of those guys, you know, the Brophies and, and the people who had such success under Steve Clark are all away. This is a brand new team. It was always going to take time for them to gel. I actually thought it was a big win for them in the weekend when, when Dan Armstrong, who's another air lad, ma- managed to get that late winner at the weekend. They've gone to air, they've dug it out, they've got the last minute penalty in the win, and they've now got a chance at home to Queen of the South on Saturday at a time when... Inverness are away at Partick Thistle and that won't be easy. They've now got the chance, probably for the first time this season, to maybe just pull away from the pack at the top of the Championship. And have you seen uh, Kilmarnock goalkeeper Zach Hemmings' Instagram post about last night's game? Yes, I have. Mm. Yes, um, I'm sure... Somerset Park is a culture shock to young gentlemen from south of the border but um, I don't think he did himself or his club any favours with his Instagram post today uh, For anyone who's not seen it and is familiar with Instagram you can put the picture on you can then put your location under it and rather than opting for Somerset Park he, he went for something a bit less complimentary I can't, I can't read it out on a family show but you, you get where I'm heading with that one right where is uh, where are you two uh, on this teaser eight players who played a competitive match under Walter Smith and have scored at a World Cup. Guys like Oleg Solenko and Brian Loudrup. Simon, any other guesses? I've got one down here, but I'm not entirely right. certain. Tori Andre Flo? No. Uh, Roger? Well, can I just check with you, Gordon? They don't have to have played under Walter Smith at Rangers. They could have played under Walter Smith at other clubs. Correct. Correct. Would I be right in thinking that one of them scored a goal when Simon Donnelly was on the bench? Um, I'm not sure. Run it by me. John Collins at France '98. Yes. Oh, so I was th- I was thinking you were going for opposition there, right? Yes, absolutely. John Collins, France '98. So bearing in mind they can be Scottish. Yeah, great shout that one, John Collins. Uh, two, in the, two in the same game. Um, Morris Johnson and Stuart McCall. Oh, honestly, just we just sit back and leave this guy to it. They're both there, Morris Johnson. And Stuart McCall So you've got three to get We'll get them next And they're going to be kick-off Around the country A minute silence to be held At all the grounds In memory Of Walter Smith So we'll get back To the football kicking off After these Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Minute silence have been taking place at all six grounds across the Premiership and uh, impeccably observed by the looks of it in memory of the late great Walter Smith who everyone will know by now sadly passed away yesterday particularly uh, poignant and emotional at Ibrox ahead of kickoff against Aberdeen a black and white image on the big screens of Walter Smith looking sharp as ever uh, quite simply underneath it just says 1948 to 2021 uh, a massive banner behind the goal where Rangers Football Club the words of the badge replaced by the words Walter Smith and it says for deeds done and glories won thank you Walter a hugely emotional night Roger and uh, now it's over to the football yeah uh, it's now over to the 11 players that Stephen Gerrard has selected to 
honour the memory of Walter Smith the way Stephen Gerrard has asked them to. He spoke very emotionally yesterday. Uh, I'm pretty sure, having laid the wreath with Gary McAllister at the John Gregg statue at Ibrox earlier today, he will have spoken just as emotionally in the dressing room prior to tonight's game. Um, James Tavernier went out with Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor, who, as you said earlier on the show, Gordon, the only two current players to have played under Walter Smith to have won those league titles from 2009 to 2011. Um, they will want to get this win tonight, obviously. They want to win every game. I think tonight just is a little special edge for Rangers. Absolutely. Well, we'll try and keep you up to speed on everything that happens in the opening five minutes or so before we disappear for the evening. On the teaser tonight, you're looking for eight players who played a competitive match under Walter Smith and have also scored at a World Cup. Can you name them? Guys like Oleg Solenko, Brian Loudrup, Stuart McCall, Morris Johnson, John Collins. I have to say, Roger... Uh, your colleague Simon Donnelly It was a slow start But he has produced an absolute cracker At the break Take it away Simon Yeah I don't know how I, I started going down the Everton route And I've went for an old teammate Ironically enough from Sheffield Wednesday time uh, Nicholas Alexanderson Got to take your hat off to that Roger Hanna that's absolutely terrific Because I was actually going down the Everton route as well And, and I hope I'm not going to be embarrassed here What about Marco Matarazzi? Yes, Marco Matarazzi is on there as well He's he's quite something, isn't he? Simon Donnelly, this guy Incredible He's Incredible. just keep, keep me afloat here I'm not listening Your Nicholas Alexanderson shout is um, Brilliant And uh, you, you were his neighbour, did you say? You he tell was me neighbour Yeah, he stayed in the little village Little village called Doer South of Sheffield There we go I Stayed for four years he Do was you one think of one day One day you'll come I'll up And the Clyde One Super I'll Score World Time <laughs> teaser so, uh, uh, There we go There's only one to get So I'll give you a bit more thinking time And I'm sure we will get it Before the end uh, Of the show I'll Try and keep across six games at once I don't think we've got any early goals To tell you about uh, We are keeping an eye In particular on Obviously Glasgow's big two I might have my own uh, interest In events at Fir Park You're looking at Hearts though Trying to Get back after a disappointing draw at the weekend Big game at the bottom Roger, I mean it's early But this is um, This is the, the quarter mark if you like Well, no, that's not exactly accurate But it's the one round of fixtures if you like So we're going to have played everyone by the end of, of tonight yeah, and in this rather alarming habit, he's developing. Daz's texting me from the bath again to say, "Tell Gordon of Tipping Ross County to finally get their first win tonight, because um, the two of us have seen Ross County this season." And listen, I've been quite impressed with Ross County when I've seen them, and it astonishes me that in the last week of October, Malky Mackay, former teammate of Simon's, is still looking for his first win as county manager. I, I was sure. They would get it at the weekend at home to Livingston. They didn't. They lost. That missed penalty that could have put them 2-0 up proved really costly in the final analysis. But they now go to Dundee and you can't say games are must-win at the end of October. But it's almost getting to the stage where it is must-win for Ross County because A, they don't want to get isolated from the Levies, the Dundees, the St Johnsons and B, Malky will just be desperate for an injection of confidence into these players because there is only so long you can tell the players listen boys you're playing well when you're unlucky and not picking up the wins As you would expect it's Rangers doing a lot of the early pressing at Ibrox trying to come forward Aberdeen um, trying to get out and can't five minutes gone and it's very much the home side in the ascendancy Easter Road at Celtic who are passing the ball around Anthony Ralston tries one from distance it, in the end it goes harmlessly wide 
Um, but yeah, both of the, the two that you would expect to go on the front foot early on are trying. Uh, we must be about five, six minutes in, depending where you are this evening. We've not got any goals um, to tell you about yet. First chance of the game for Hearts. It was a, a cross from Smith uh, Nanduli, um, who has a, a real presence in the box, but he was a little bit behind the ball, so the header ends up going wide there. Um, decent chance for Nicky Clark at Dundee United, who, of course, are at Livingston tonight. Nothing really to tell you about from Motherwell. Um, against St Mirren uh, Or Dundee Ross County For that matter But yeah it could be a big night Roger And it's always a nice Junction in the season When we've played 11 games It's a real Moment to Kind of take stock And, and look back And uh, assess what we've learned In the opening section Yeah very much so And I think a lot of the managers Try and break down the season Into these different spells Once you've played Every other team um, There'll be Success stories. I think, you know, Hearts coming back into the league, if you'd said to Robbie Nielsen at this stage, you would still be undefeated in the Premiership. You'd have had your hand off for that. And likewise, Tam Courts at Dundee United. A lot of people thought they would struggle, thought they might even be candidates for the drop this season. So that's two success stories straight away. The ones will be disappointed. Aberdeen, despite the win, that's when I saw them on Saturday. It's been a bad run, it's been a bad start for Stephen Glass and Alan Russell up there and they've got their work cut out at Ibrox tonight. And St Johnson as well. It was always going to be difficult, impossible to emulate what they did last season, that historic double cup win. But the defeat at Celtic Park, coupled with Livingston winning in Dingwall at the weekend, they're 10th in the table, Gordon. I don't think many people saw that coming at the start of the campaign. I thought we had a penalty shout for Celtic, but the free kick's actually gone against Mikey Johnson and it's gone the other way. He was trying to tie... Uh, Paul McGinn in knots Still uh, nothing else really uh, To tell you about uh, Calvin Bassey's at Rangers Best chance uh, A good save with the legs Of Joe Lewis He burst into the box And uh, tried to drill one uh, Goalward But the Aberdeen keeper saved it Right you've got one more name In this teaser One more player Who played under Walter Smith And has scored at a World Cup Roger Was he, was he in town on Monday night Gordon? Just down the road from the studio Yes, on television duty he was I wonder where you were going there Covering Clydebank v Elgin in the Scottish Cup mm. A Scottish Cup winner A World Cup player who scored for Australia Craig Moore Craig Moore, easy as that Roger Hanna you never lose it, even from home Thank you for joining us Thanks to the technology Did you have it? Oh Simon had it, he stole your thunder He's been staring at me in the he screen has, there He's been on the TV hasn't the he? TV. He stole your thunder There we go, well you both got it There we go, what a standard uh, Thanks to the guys Thanks for all your calls and tweets Again, more memories uh, coming in tonight A really poignant evening Across Scottish football There will be Many talking points tomorrow So make sure you join us at 6 DL and Wilson will be here And Johnny Campbell is up next